3: It's officially a say-it-with-your-chest Friday here on Talking Cowboys. Welcome into the show as we're going to break down this Cowboys-Giants matchup. We're going to talk through our predictions. We're going to finish up our first quarter grades. And, guys, uh, last week – first, let me introduce you guys before I get into this little spiel. Uh, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeomans. And last week I mentioned that I don't think it was time – you even look at the panic button yet. The panic button wasn't even in the mail. Mm. Wasn't even in the mail. Wasn't on don't the way. Do wasn't being shipped. Well, <laughs> after last week, I was like, okay, maybe it's still not time to make the order, but I've got it in my cart. I've got the, the panic button. It's in my okay. cart on my Amazon. It's it's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's ready to go. Just a click of the button. Well, then we heard some news yesterday. Let's just say the uh, the panic button may or may not be uh, Amazon-primed right back into the mail, headed my direction in Frisco right now, because oh, Tyron no. Smith news came out yesterday. It's not official yet, but the neck issue has resurfaced. It was a, a reason why he was out of practice on Wednesday. He was out again Thursday, and now re-evaluating the neck issue on whether or not he should shut the season down. That's where we'll start this Friday edition of Talking Cowboys. Didn't really want to make this an injury report, but really this is a, a huge blow to the Cowboys if it ends up being true. Rob, what's the latest on what Tyron Smith is
4: dealing with? Yeah, we're starting to say your chest Friday off on a on a down note, real loud, man. Real down uh, note. Uh, Yeah, you know, basically as of now, what what Stephen Jones told our Nick Eatman yesterday is that indeed all options are on the table, including surgery, uh, to try to correct the problem because clearly he had some type of setback after the game. You know, I mentioned yesterday he played 82 snaps. He played every snap in the game, but clearly he, he had some problems afterwards as the week started. And, you know, I think the Cowboys were hopeful, you know, when he didn't practice Wednesday, it's like, okay, you know, I, I didn't I figured he was gonna have a Romo type Wednesday thing as they went on through this season Damn. because uh you know, they, they felt like it was a situation. They were you know, it didn't just go away with the Browns game. They were gonna have to manage it and make sure he's okay going forward because this stuff can crop up pretty quickly. Um but obviously getting a second opinion. Anytime you're talking about surgery, as we saw with Lyle Collins, who had surgery yesterday, if you're talking about it, it means it's a definitely a real proposition. And um, it's it's tough. You know, when Jerry Jones said on Tuesday on the fan that his number one concern wasn't the defense, he didn't talk about the defense, he talked about the offensive line depth. Now we know why, because now we're right back talking about how they're going to fix things on the on the left side and the right side.
3: Yeah, Heckma. I mean, this is not good, fellas. It's not good. It's not good at all. Yeah. Heckma. No, it's not good at all, man.
5: I mean, obviously, we know the importance of having that man on the field. We need Tyron Smith. He is that dude on the left side. He protects the backside of your franchise quarterback of your most valuable player on your team. That is going to hurt with him not being there. If he's taken from somebody who's had seven surgeries, okay? I've had seven of them, all right? And I think three of them occurred here in Dallas. Seven. Damn. Frankenstein, man. Hey, I'm just saying, hey, I took a licking and I came back ticking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, but, but take it from somebody who's been through it and been through injuries. And I even like my time here in Dallas where it wasn't the greatest career that I wanted, of course, but uh, it was plagued with injuries. I came in with, uh, coming off of surgery, uh, rehab from that, and then I faced three surgeries in a row here in Dallas, right? Two shoulder surgeries and a knee surgery. Two of those surgeries I played the whole year with the pain, but but knowing that at the end of the year I was going to have to get surgery. So I played less than 100%, shoulder popping in and out, dealing with the pain, dealing with the you know, excruciating uh, pain that comes with that. But I knew that I was going to have to shut it down after the off season, or maybe even sometime during the season to get it taken care of. If they know that they're his guy going forward, it's probably a smart move to, to secure the bag and make sure that he's good going forward. But it, you just hate to have to do that um, at the sacrifice of potentially this season. You came in with a labrum, right? You, it, with the Cowboys, you no. Know, the, the I came. No, I came in with my foot. I had a I had a less frank injury, but then That's I right. had labrum, labrum uh, meniscus. So I just mm. Dallas didn't like me apparently with my my body, but uh, <laughs> no thanks. I, the, the, the league was rough to me, but I mean, but I mean, but it just sucks. It sucks. And yeah, we I mean, we've been we've been talking about this offensive line for a long time, and this obviously it doesn't sound good. Believe me, if you're talking about it as somebody who's had it, it it's just, it's a wrap. Hmm. Heck, but, yeah, I mean. It doesn't
3: make me feel good at all.
4: Whenever it comes
3: to this offensive You said blind. last
4: night on our. On our- on our text group last night, you said you had the bubble guts again. Heck.
3: Yeah, I, I was about to lead him into that conversation. <sighs> because, Heckma, I know you're nervous about this, just in the fact of having a left tackle and a right tackle now out for the season, if that ends up being the decision. Now you've got a revolving door. Is it going to be Brandon Knight? Is it going to be Terrence Steele? You've got Jordan Mills. You've got uh, Greg Sinat. I mean, you've got a, a bevy of options, but none of them are Tyrant Smith.
0: No, man, and, and I think my my upset stomach and indigestion started with the uh, <laughs> retiring of Travis true. So, I mean, it, it's just been a steadily, you know, steady decline, and, and guys being hurt, and just the injury news. I thought just like you did, Rob, that you know we were just taking those, I wouldn't say senior citizen days, or just days off of giving your veteran guys a little bit of rest. But when the news came out that there was a setback from, from the Cleveland game or whatever he's dealing with, and, and even going back to uh, a conversation that I had with Joe Thomas about stingers and, and saying that that's the only way to alleviate it for a lot of guys is by going to get those uh, surgeries to widen the nerves. Mm. So, it, it, look, it, it, gives us, it gives me pause as to say, look, what do we do for the rest of the season it also tells you why they are bringing in so many guys and having those auditions every day at the Star in Frisco. But, look, we have a game on Sunday, and we got to go with the guys that we have. Brandon Brandon Knight, if you are a war daddy, let's see it. All right, Terrence Steele, it's it's your job to lose at this point. And, it, look, how, how else do you adjust your game plan at this point if you're the Dallas Cowboys knowing that you are going to go through 12 games without... Uh, your veteran left tackle
4: it's amazing that they've played four games and they've got the number one offense and the third highest scoring offense because I think when when Tyron first went down before the Atlanta game it was like can they function you know and it hasn't been the way they've wanted to but they have been able to move the ball at least in the passing game so I guess that's encouraging but you hate to see this and yeah it does bring up the question what are they going to do because uh you know if you want to put brandon knight at left tackle i think that's probably your best option they're getting like uh, heck uh, yeah like as Heckma said though they've got more options potentially at right tackle i know people kyle i don't know if you want to get into all the different combinations oh we you know, can people are going to ask should that they, should they move zach martin out to right tackle i think that comes down to whether you feel i think mike mccarthy doesn't want to do that i don't think he doesn't want to change a bunch of spots uh But to me, it might come down to whether you feel better about a Connor McGovern playing tackle better than your options at right tackle. You know, you juggle the two and say, okay, because I'm about I'm about best five personally, guys. I mean, I think, you know, it it eliminates concern of one on one matchups because you're going to have you saw it with Miles Garrett against Terrence Steele last week. Eventually, guys are going to have to just hold their own. And so uh who's your best five? I think they still gotta figure that out and they still gotta be I think they gotta be flexible too. Adjust as it goes. If it's not working, try something else. Hey, but Rob, I I have a question for you and, and
5: and Kyle and heck, Even when you find a five, do you really expect them to give hundred percent for all seventy plays? You're damn right. Ooh. Yes.
4: Ooh. Oh wow. We <laughs> Yeah. We didn't talk about that yesterday. No we, we? Didn't. <laughs> no, no, we didn't.
5: No, no, we didn't.
3: <laughs> we can get into that if you want to, but uh, ah, you, that's a I setup.
0: Mean, that's a setup. You set me up, man. Like <laughs> so, up,
3: he's man. referring, of course, to what Xavier Woods had to say about the defensive side of the football, in that you're not quote unquote mm. expected to play 100 at 100 of the time. Ultimately, is what he ended up saying. Uh, earlier in the week. So transferring that over to the offensive line, though, and, and I kind of wanted to go off of <clears> what uh, what Rob was just saying with the best five. Terrence Steele probably isn't a part of that best five, correct? Would we all agree with that? Terrence Steele, not a part of the best five?
0: Who yeah. else do you have? Who else do you have behind Terrence Steele? I mean, at this point, we're talking about moving – Zach Martin out to to right tackle, and that's going to leave a deficiency right smack dab in the middle of our offensive line. We're already starting a rookie at center, and we already Mm -hmm. have a big question mark over our left guard. Um, You know, Zach Martin, to me, I think he gives that assistance and at least gives you the the state of mind uh, going into a game that you're strong next to some of your weaker links i don't know how you put him out on the island and expect for the middle of your offensive line to have be solid at all i i i I don't know i think that would be a mistake to do that especially with looney now dealing with an mcl i agree
5: go ahead Isaiah. I don't. I don't know who our best five is. I know we got nine offensive tackles uh, within this <laughs> roster. So yep. uh, there's some guys that we don't even know what the heck they can do. So at this point, go out there and put your best pass rushers. up. put Alden Smith out there. Put D Law on there. Put Randy Gregory and have them do one on ones all practice today and find out who the heck is a dog and that's who you put out there on the field. Oklahoma
4: drills. <laughs> Oklahoma drills. O-U oh, so, you drills. Second it's sooner. sooner. Second straight day feel we tried to do that. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I'm with Heck. I mean, I would feel better about maybe kicking Zach out to right tackle if you had Looney in the middle there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think having his presence probably helps Biotish. And, uh, you know, look for Cam Irving at some point. I think he's definitely making progress. Yeah. They have two open spots on their 53 right now. So, you know, Anthony Brown could take one of those this week coming off IR and, and possibly Cam Irving as early as this week, maybe next week. You know, we'll see about Leighton Vander But But I think they think he's getting close. So he becomes an option for you soon. Uh, I what's, just don't know. St- if it's this What's the status week. with Looney, Rob? It's going to be at least a couple weeks, probably, uh, with, with the MCL. The MCL, usually, you know, two to four or something like that. So uh, they got to roll with the rookie there in the middle there for the time being.
3: Which I don't mm-hmm. think is necessarily a bad honest, thing. Don't. I think Biotis has done a fine yeah, job like of, of, of popping in there and even yeah. in the middle of that offense. Now, look at that. And you look also,
0: at that, Isaiah.
3: <laughs> good,
5: good way to. I'm like Biotis. I said a long time ago that Biotis should have been a starter and Looney should be playing guard. I said that a long time ago. Well, I like him. Throw him in there. he also at, said a good with, job.
3: We also said with a short training camp that Biotis would probably not be the starter at the beginning of the year, but ultimately would transition into that role, and I think we're starting to see that maybe a little bit earlier than what was anticipated due to the MCL injury to Looney. But overall, Biotis, should really his job right now, and I don't, I don't know – if he even really, which is it's that, not that early, Kyle. Well. I mean, you only have you only have seventy five percent more games to play. That's true. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm three quarters <laughs> of the season left to go. There's a lot of football left to be played here, Isaiah. Now, yes, indeed. With that being said, uh, sticking with the theme of there's a lot of football left to be played, and Rob mentioned it, Isaiah mentioned it. Leighton Vander still looking ahead of schedule yesterday during practice. He not only had a helmet on, but he also had pads, and he was. In team, not team drills, but he was in individual position drills throughout the course of the morning. So, the even yesterday, Mike McCarthy, he didn't rule out not having Leighton Vanderesh, Esch, but he also didn't necessarily say he was going to play on Sunday. I still don't expect him to play on Sunday. But Rob, is this something that we could maybe see going into Week Six against Arizona, or do we take the There's a lot of football left to play approach.
4: It's crazy we're talking about this because he's what is he three weeks removed from having having the plate put in and and the plate you know it does accelerate the healing process so and they say he's ahead of schedule so we'll just see how he does you're right Mike didn't rule it out Uh, I don't know how realistic that is it depends on how he did yesterday Uh, he's not on the injury report because he's on IR Uh, so they said he was going to try to do some stuff yesterday you know next week. They have a little bit longer week. I don't know if that really matters, but they play a Monday night game, I think, October 19th. So it's a little bit of a longer week. Maybe it's possible uh, he gets back by then. Um, But, you know, wow. Uh, You know, usually when you're with collarbones, you're talking about six weeks minimum. So uh, he's uh, he's Superman. Apparently he's doing well.
0: (laughs) He's got he's got to be man. And Isaiah being our resident doctor here uh, on the on the podcast. I mean, you talk about a bone healing fast. That's crazy to me. Even when I saw the images and we talked about it yesterday, I didn't even think that it was realistic that he would be back. But when you hear Mike McCarthy saying that he could play Sunday, I I, I don't know what I'm, I guess I'm trying to register. How is that possible? Or even how can he be back versus Arizona? But apparently with the medical advancements, that bone is healing quickly, and he could be back playing. Med- he could be back playing middle linebacker by
5: next Monday. Mm. Smoke signals, smoke <laughs> signals. Yeah. This this dude, you would be setting him up for failure. We talked. I did mention, you know, out here, I told you guys that bones heal substantially faster. You can put bone, you bone stimulators. You on did. You did. And and bones heal fast. However, however, <laughs> okay. Him practicing. Don't get too excited. He's practicing with pads on. Yes, he's practicing with a helmet on. Yes, but have we ain't said nothing about him hitting anybody. Yep. Okay. No. That collarbone, that neck, nothing about that prevents you from going out there and running around the practice field. Okay. But I guarantee you, he hasn't hit not one person, nor do they intend on him hitting anybody over the next few weeks. And if they do, I think that this would be. I love the training staff, but I, I and I respect Jimbo and all those guys. I don't. I can't see them putting him out there. I just yeah. can't see them. They they care too much about their guys. Um, if they do that, then I, I feel like they're probably getting pressure from somewhere else because you're setting him up for failure.
4: Yeah, I just I, – I mean, think about it. Like, and, and Mike said he probably would do some limited stuff potentially mm-hmm. yesterday, which doesn't mean full team or anything like that. That would be his first time out there, period, in pads, whatever, in basically a month. I think like September 12th was they had a practice the day before the game, uh, the opener against the Rams. Like that's – one practice and you put him out there, that's, that's kind of hard to see. No. You can put him out there in a deep-sea
5: diving outfit and he's still not going to be <laughs> playing in the games. It doesn't matter. He, he, he won't be – he should not be – let me put it this way. He should not be playing for at least another three weeks, in my opinion.
3: I'm confused where the deep sea diving reference came from, but whatever. I'm going to stick with it, Isaiah. That's, that's, you know,
5: the, the, the Navy man. You know, the, the, heavy, the, the heavy outfit. You know what uh, i Okay. You know, okay. Those,
3: okay. So, like, military grade stuff come is what on, we're man. talking Cuba, about here. Cuba getting
5: junior, man. I Cuba Gooding junior, about man. You don't remember the scene. <laughs> uh, come
3: on, man. Uh, yeah. And whenever it comes to Leighton Van Der Esch, yesterday, during the media portion of practice, there was actually a moment where he kind of, I don't know if it was a joke or what what it ended up being, but there was a, a, a bit of a pad tackling drill that the defense and even some of the offense and special teams were going through on the other side where they were tackling dummies, and he kind of went and got in line, and <laughs> Jalen Smith, like kind of kind of hugged him and gave him a little pat on the back, was like, Yeah, not yet, buddy. Let's let's not get ahead. And I think it might have been a joke between the two, but from afar it looked kind of funny. Just that chomping at the bit mentality with Leighton Esch. He's a leader, he's somebody that you want on your defense, but you also want him to stay healthy for an elongated period of time. I think that needs to be the priority, and I think it is the priority on the other side of the building, and hopefully LVE's ready to go for a lengthy period of time. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to finish up our grades of the first quarter. We've talked about it all week long. We finish it up with special teams and coaching. Let's see who Isaiah gives an F when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. (laughs) Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride
5: right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self respecting cowboys, and your favorite football team.
3: Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com.
1: Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black?
3: Is Back to Talking Cowboys. It's officially a Say It With Your Chest Friday here on Talking Cowboys. Glad you're with us on DallasCowboys.com and the various streaming platforms. Kyle Yeomans, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, and the fantastic Mr. Heckma Harrison with you. Up until 10 o'clock today as we break down this Cowboys-Giants game and. Also, looking back a little bit, we're going to finish up what we've done all week long. And this has been a fun segment because there's been some debate. There's been some disagreements. There's been uh, some Honeycrisp apples involved. (laughs) There's been so many different things thrown around during this segment. But it's our first quarter grades, and we've talked about The offense in terms of the passing game, the running game, the trenches with offense and defensive line. Yesterday we attacked the defense and went linebackers and safeties, and those were some pretty harsh grades. But now we go into special teams and the coaching staff, and this is through the first couple weeks of the season. We can be easy on the coaching staff and just do it as a whole. We don't have to attack certain individuals or talk about certain individuals at this point. Just coaching as a whole what you've thought so far. But special teams, we'll start things off here. It hasn't been pretty. For the Cowboys at times, but at other times, it actually won you your first football game uh, and your only football game of the year so far. But Isaiah, what are you thinking in terms of the special teams unit so far in 2020? D minus. Ooh. D minus. Okay.
5: Um, they have had entirely too many mistakes. Entirely too many mistakes. The only pl- positive thing that I've seen from this unit is obviously the watermelon kick, which you really shouldn't have been in the situation anyway because you messed up earlier in the game. Um, <laughs> and also, their 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 punt coverage has been good. Their their punt coverage has been pretty respectable. Um, yeah. And with their gunners, their gunners are getting down the field and forcing fair catches uh, like nobody's business. So I, I respect them for that. But aside from that. It has not been good, um, in terms of not, we, since you said we can lump it all together. Yeah. I, yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a D minus for me, for the coach, for the, for the special teams coach and this unit. Um, I think that they're trying hard, but their lack of execution, um, kudos to their coach for calling it, but, um you know, when the guys aren't aren't making the making the necessary plays, you gotta get somebody else in there and there's just no there's no room for errors on special teams. It's just too it's too important a part, portion of the game. It's a third of the game and people always forget that.
3: All right, Heckman.
5: All right. Well the going theme
0: around here has been that for as a coaching staff we hadn't been very aggressive and now we have a coaching staff that has been overly aggressive. And Chris Jones is is, we're a Chris Jones uh, pass away from obviously executing a a, a great fake punt. I think all of the failed attempts you can look at and and we talked at length about the squib kick in the Cleveland game. But when it comes down to other areas, er, other areas and for special teams, I have the feeling like CeeDee Lamb is getting close i I feel as though somebody's gonna we're gonna cover one and cd lamb is going to put the lambo on the runway uh and and go take one to the house i just look there are other areas that you look at that you just oh man we need improvement on that and i never liked pats or field goals turning into uh events so i'm gonna go c minus overall and, and just leave it at that
4: i like it love that explanation rob I got some apples ready for you guys because uh, I'm got. i going to go with a C. I'm going to oh, go with a C Lord, because I know, Lord. I know. But look, it, they would be 0-4 right now if they didn't pull off that kick. Mm-hmm. And that was a hell of a play. That's one of the best, craziest plays I've ever seen. That, that, that helps the curve a little that bit. It gives them a passing grade, Rob? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Now, now, look, it hasn't been good. It hasn't been good overall. And, and John Fossil spoke to that. But you guys hit on some things they have done well. You're right, Isaiah. The coverage has been pretty good. They haven't allowed any big returns, really, uh, in kickoffs or punt. Um, C.D. Lamb, like Heck said, has been effective as a returner. Uh, that's been a problem in the past at punt returns. Mm-hmm. And I know Greg Zerline had a blocked extra point. He's missed a kick. Uh, but he's definitely an upgrade, I think. He's definitely an upgrade over Brett Maher. Uh, so there's some things they can they can build on. But if not for your special teams, you are a winless football team right yep. now at the end of that game. You're a winless Rob, football team. So that's why i got to give them a little a little Rob, bit higher.
5: Rob, before before Kyle goes, can I just help everybody remember? Because I'm, I'm a specialist. I was a special, specialist right. in the league more, more than I was a receiver or a quarterback or even a tight end. Right? I was a specialist. That's what I did. Um, let me just remind everybody. So there was a, a missed extra point. Yep. Yes. A, a blocked field goal because we failed to block it up properly. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, a terrible squib kick that had well, that was pointless, right? I'm not sure what the point of that was. Yes. Um, Don't
4: uh, forget about kickoff it, returns. It, yes. it, yeah, kick,
5: kickoff returns. Kickoff yeah. is yeah. like kickoff is like pointless. Like the NFL needs to change it. It's ridiculous. I was a part of the XFL and they did a good job changing it. The NFL needs to figure this out because that's a pointless play right now. But um, and then let's also not forget the fact that we had two fake punts that failed, right? And that's all within the first four weeks. There's no way they have a passing grade, but I'm, I'm gonna
4: let it, I'm gonna let Kyle determine that. What yeah. is the power of the watermelon kick? The Don't water- underestimate oh, man. the power no, man. of you the watermelon. kick. Hey, no, no, no. you got a C
5: minus, a C, let's, let's, C-, listen, C-, listen. C, C minus. Come on,
0: the heck passed passing it,
5: too. Rob, you can't put too much weight on a watermelon kick because the watermelon kick only was successful because of a a, a lack of, of execution by uh Atlanta Falcons defender. That is it. Hey, that's oh, not. Come that's on, not you can't. So, an if fault. and a maybe in that's there, not the, that's not the it special team. It was team fault. No, you're, Hey, you're absolutely, you're absolutely correct. But it wasn't that. It was just this amazing. It was a great kick. Let's not get it wrong. But had that gentleman done what he was supposed to do, there would still be an 0 fourteen. That's not how the stat sheet well, reads, though, Isaiah. We asked the off question. Stats, we went man. C minus. Come off on, the man. Game, man. Listen, Listen, I'm just right, talking Isaiah. about
3: his ability Come on, Kyle. How's this going to average? How's this great going to? average? one play. Watch out. Listen, five bad ones. Whenever you're, let's go across the street from where that watermelon kick happened. And yesterday, the Dodgers and the Padres were playing in Globe Life Field. You think at some point, Joe Kelly was like, no, I'm going to throw a curveball or a fastball instead of a curveball here. Because, you know, as a, as a Padres hitter <laughs> on the other side, you should be able to hit that ball. No, you try and change it up a little bit. You throw a curveball at him. That's what the special teams did. And that's why that, that wait, watermelon wait, wait. kick ended up working. Did the Dodgers lose that game last? No, year? they won. No, that's why I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> they okay, won right, that game right. because <laughs> we know they who would sleep balls. on the game. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta no, get it early. Dodgers, days. Dodgers are going to the NLCS. Anyways, back to football. Okay, okay, good. I'm gonna stick with Heckma here. I'm not up to a C, but I'm at a C minus. I thought Heckma explained it well. There's goods. There's bads. There hasn't necessarily been any sort of. Uh, of positive in the kick return, but there's been a lot of positive in the punt return and even with the kicking game. I, I don't really put a ton of stock in block kicks. I think you can sure that up pretty quickly here. I think Greg Serline gives you an opportunity at some point, you haven't seen it yet, to knock through any kind of field goal from long distance. They haven't had a chance to do any of that field goal. I'm looking at you, Isaiah. I see you doing this. It's a C-minus. Why don't just, you make I'm this just, face I'm just, when heck, I'm, I'm, I'm saying a-
5: it? So I just want to make sure that we're clear here because I, I know you guys are all educated individuals, and yep. you guys are putting a lot of weight on the on the watermelon kick. So we, that's a one positive, correct? Yes. Okay. One positive. Okay. Yes. So, well, there's a couple. We've positives. had we've had a uh we okay, but there's one main positive though. That's only one play that we can that we can turn to. There's been a couple good what twelve yard returns or something like that by by CD Lamb. That's that's it. But we've had a drop kickoff return. We've had a, a miss extra point. We've had a blocked extra uh, field goal. We've had two failed punts. We've had a terrible here. So I am naming like six to seven negatives, and you guys are putting all the weight on one positive? We're not saying this is an A or
3: we're an A plus. It. If you take all those things away, it may be a B or a B plus, if but we're not even there yet.
0: You gave you gave him a D you gave him a D minus,
3: right? Uh, you hey, gave that, him
0: a D hey, minus possible, hey, hey, I guarantee
5: you he would say the same thing. That is not a that is not acceptable on special teams. You don't get enough plays on special teams every game to make mistakes like these guys are making. These are technical errors. These aren't just things that happen. No, you don't, no, you, don't, you bring up you a valid point. You don't you bring drop, up a valid you point. Hey, as a kickoff returner for the former Dallas Cowboys, formerly as a Dallas Cowboys, you don't drop kickoff returns. You don't, especially when they're in the air, oh, if they're, know, if yeah, they're curveballs, bad. you don't drop them. So, so that's bad. Okay, you don't give up blocked field goals. You don't do that. You don't do that. Not 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 with that. Not not technique wise. You don't you don't miss extra points. D minus, right? You don't you don't do that, right? <laughs> and, and, and guess what? And Crazy when you and, and when you run a fake punt, you you make sure that you do your job. And right. they did not twice, twice. Mm-hmm. And look at the ramifications yeah. of those plays. Look at that. Look at what happened on those negative plays.
0: Yeah, it didn't go well. No, it didn't go. It didn't go well. And it's not like we're giving them an A minus, B plus, any of that. Just C minus. But you're, you're passing them on to
5: the next grade, though, Heckma. You're pack, You're it, letting him go. You're letting them advance within your educational system, and that's unacceptable. You know what,
0: Isaiah? You're right. This is the one time you have changed my mind. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, a D. plus. Can I give him a D? plus? Is you it the D? Plus. D. Plus. That's still that passing, is. though, like, according,
5: according to
4: the grades. No, it is right? not.
5: No, <laughs> it is not. We're, we're <laughs> no, arguing not. over plus. that half a letter grade? That's 69%. <laughs> oh, He's not going to
4: let it ride. He's not going to let it
5: ride. So. 65 to 69%. That's where they're at right now, if that. I,
3: I mean, you're fighting right. over what D could plus. have been 71 to 69. Whatever. It, um, Let's move on to the coaching staff. Uh, I mean, we can talk about the special teams and whether or not they've been good. None of us said they were good. I I just want to lay that out there. And I I just (laughs) want to say a passing grade (laughs) at the C- is different than getting an A or an A-. anyways, going to the coaching staff, and like I said, lumping all of this together, mostly talking about play calling here. Uh, w- whenever you're looking at the defensive side of the football and the offensive side, we can kind of balance it and teeter-totter it back and forth, but uh, I'll start things off in terms of play calling, and, and really because of what Kellen Moore has done on the offensive side of the football to adjust for what is a banged-up offensive line, I think it off-balances what I could have given an F on the defensive side of the football, but I'll give it a, a solid D+. Plus. It, it, and and really that's the only thing I can I can look at from a positive standpoint because I think Kellen Moore is getting better as a play caller and we're starting to see that evolution. However, Mike Nolan has just kind of struggled on the defensive side of the football and I don't necessarily think he's done a good job of putting his players in the best scenario and where their talent is utilized the best. Isaiah, what do you got on this grade? So, would you, were you talking about the offense or the defense? Uh, both. I mean, Combine that's what I'm saying I'm, I'm combining Big. them together. We don't have time to do both here. Uh, <laughs> makes things a little tougher. Kellen we, Moore gives them. Kellen,
5: Kellen, Moore gives them a a full letter grade a, upgrade a, off of
3: what
4: I would have given them. I give them a C combined. Okay. A C. I would. I would too. Because I think, I mean, what they've had to deal with up front, yep. still yep. with the numbers they've put up, I know it hasn't led to winning. Some of their biggest problems have just been not taking care of the ball. Uh, defensively, there's a lot of problems to go around. I think yep. the coaches have taken blame for it. Players have said we've got to be better with assignments. So it kind of all goes together. I think if you average it out, it's probably about a C so far. Okay. But Mike McCarthy said, look, it all falls on me right now. We're 1-3. It starts with me.
0: It's true. So, yeah. I love that. And it's that's just, That's just more coaches speak. You know, it's my job to get these guys in the right places. And, and look, when you average it out on both sides of the ball and this team isn't going to get a mulligan for the climate that we're in uh, with the pandemic or any of that, because all 31 other teams, all 32 teams are dealing with the same thing. But I think a lot of that has to do with the execution of the scheme. Defensively, we're just not able to execute the scheme. That's just it, all right? Offensively, there looks to be some continuity, especially with the way that Dak is able to lead these drives and those come-from-behind efforts. But... You know, look, you just get a smelly sticker for for doing that, especially if you don't win the game.
3: And
0: <laughs> a scratch of sniff. <laughs> he I'm on? trying to be positive here, but I'm I'm just saying one thing just kind of <laughs> takes out the other. So y'all y'all crack me up, man. Look, all I'm, look, the, my whole the, what uh, I'm saying is I hate the
5: banana scent, man. I hate it. <laughs> it.
0: I love yeah. I love the root beer scent.
3: So that was a great guy. Like
0: it's it's just one of those things where. One of the one of the things that we have to correct as a team is just our execution offensively. If we cut down on the turnovers, obviously that's going to help us. Scott. come on, guys! Get, no, know no! I just want to say,
4: 1992 was the last Ooh, time I heard a Street Fighter reference. 1992 was also the last time I thought about uh, smell smell, yeah, smelly stickers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna
3: have to go to Hobby go Lobby this week way. and get something. I don't, I don't know if they're. I don't <laughs> know if a sponsor so or. I see Hekman <laughs> walking down the street. Mm, mm. <laughs> just, oh, he's God. got it on his chest. Oh, we go from Honey Crisp apples to rounding out our grading segment with scratch and snips oh. to stickers. Yeah, it. it it's Mama said a, I can't have no ruby today. <laughs> you don't know about this. It's, <laughs> It's been a rough quarter, uh, to say the least, but at least we're having fun here Talking Cowboys. Hopefully the second quarter will be much better and our grades will improve across the board. We'll get to that whenever week eight comes to a close. But when we come back, we've got week five to talk about. We've got four games of predictions when we come back on the other side of the break.
2: Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda.
1: A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys?
3: Back here on the other side of the break, in talking Cowboys as we've now gained our footing and stopped laughing from scratch and sniff sticker references and whatnot throughout our grading standpoint. But we are Kyle Yeomans, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life starting at just $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United. And, guys, we, uh, we're now to the end of the week. Of course, every Friday at this time we predict four games. We predict three games throughout the regular NFL schedule, including the Sunday night game, the Monday night game, and then an insert name or game here. And then we've capped things off on the week with the Cowboys game and We've got uh we've got some standings to update, and Mr. Rob Phillips had himself a week last week. He went three and one and is now taking a sole advantage mm. of the standings lead. Five and two a week ago, both Hekma and Isaiah went two and two and even five hundred, so that puts Isaiah at four and three squarely in second place. Hekma, after a slow start, mm. one and two, is back to three and four, and I went one and three last week. Uh I did not have a oh. good week. Yeah, and uh, so I'm at so three. So you're and saying four. there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> all right. So we're all separated by two games at the moment. Rob has the lead, which means he gets to go first. He's at five and two, and we're going to start with the Colts and those now hated Cleveland Browns. Both teams at three and one. The Colts have allowed less mm. than twelve points in three straight games. That defense is firing on all cylinders. Both teams at three and one. Rob,
4: who you got in that one? Ooh, no Nick Chubb, right? No Nick Chubb. For a little bit for Cleveland. I'll roll with Phillip Rivers as the advantage at quarterback. Despite what we saw from Baker Mayfield last week, I think the Browns' luck for now runs out with a Colts victory.
1: Mm.
3: Okay,
4: this is in Cleveland, by the way.
3: And also, for the fans watching on Periscope, send in your picks as well throughout the, uh, the course of the segment. All right, Heckma, who you got?
0: Yeah, that's gonna be a tough matchup, man. The cleveland The Cleveland Browns they left here, the neighborhood hero. Everybody's talking about Stefanski and all the <laughs> great work that he's doing with the offensive line and Callahan. And but I think they run into a bus that that uh, Indianapolis defense is for real. And you know, hopefully, uh, my guy Philip Rivers isn't going to turn over the ball and give them the opportunities that we did. So I'm going Indy. The-
5: Isaiah. Hey, uh, my mascot. My mascot in high school was a dog. My mascot in college was a dog, so I'm going with them dogs uh, this weekend. I'm going to go ahead and go with Cleveland. Wow.
3: Okay, Okay. so you're going with Cleveland. I'm going to go with Indianapolis here. Top three offensive line, top three defense. I, I think they get the job done even with Phillip Rivers maybe going to give an opportunity here and there to the Cleveland Browns. I think this will be a great game and it's one that I know uh, I'll be watching kind of alongside the Cowboys game on Sunday. Okay, here we go. Sunday night football. The Vikings who desperately need a win at 1-3 and going up against Russell Wilson and a 4-0 and Seattle Seahawks team. By the way, Russell Wilson 6-0 and career against Minnesota. I think they make it 7-0 and and I'm picking Seattle to win. Isaiah, who you got? Seattle, you know mm-hmm. he ain't picking that's against easy. his boys. Yeah, that's an Come easy on, win for him. All right, Heckma,
0: I'm, a, I'm, yeah, definitely Seattle.
4: Roberto, yep, we'll make it a clean sweep. If it's Russ, if it's Tom Brady, if it's Pat Mahomes, if it's Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, I'm probably gonna take their team. Yeah. And, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Seattle wins.
3: It's weird how there was no Kirk Cousins on that list that you just mentioned. I'm just, I don't know. I just mm. wanted to mention mm. that. Mm. Uh, yeah. By the way, the Cowboys not the only team with some disappointing starts to the season because the Vikings one and three they could very easily be one and four by the time the uh, by the time the, the weekend's over. Okay, another one and three team. The Los Angeles Chargers going up against the Saints back at the Superdome. And just a reminder, the Chargers starting to find a little bit of rhythm here. They've had a tough schedule to start the season as well. Now they've got Justin Herbert as the full-time starter at quarterback and New Orleans. Four of their last five games against the Chargers have resulted in a win. Rob, who you got in this one?
4: Oh, I got to side with experience. Go with with Drew Brees. Herbert's got a lot of talent, but they're – He's going to have some growing pains, I feel like. And the Mm -hmm. Dome's not going to have the Dome-type environment, but I'll still take the Saints at home.
0: I'm going Saints at home, too, guys. Make it easy.
3: Okay. Saints. Saints. I'm going to go New Orleans across the board. Since we had two games that were... Clean sweeps. I'm going to throw a bonus in there, and hopefully this game gets played uh, because we're really we want everybody to to stay healthy and, and stay careful in this. But I do want to do this as an extra game on top, just in case it is played because I think it's going to be a fantastic one if it is. Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans up against the Buffalo Bills. Both teams undefeated. The Titans, of course, having their game postponed last week against Pittsburgh. Now they have a matchup with the Bills. If this game gets played. I'm going to take the Bills on the road against Tennessee to take down the Titans and move to 5-0. and I think the Bills mafia is the real deal in this one, but this is going to be a good game, Isaiah.
5: Let the Buffalo roam. I'm mm-hmm. all about them Bills. They're, they're a really good team.
3: Mm. ECMA? Hey, Hmm.
0: Heck, much. Mm. <laughs> I got to get some separation here. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tennessee. I'm gonna go Tennessee. My mind says one thing, but I, I know I gotta. Okay. I gotta get some separation. So I'm going Titans on this one. <laughs>
4: I got to go with the Bills. There's too much going on with the Titans right now, and I hope they can get it all yeah. corrected and everybody's okay. But uh, I got to go with Buffalo. They're rolling right now.
3: Yeah, thoughts and prayers with that organization, not only with the players but even the personnel who had tested positive for COVID-19. And hopefully that situation gets under uh, wraps pretty quickly, and they every, everybody can stay safe. Now on to the big one. We've got about two and a half minutes left. Cowboys, Giants—the return of Jay Jeezy back to AT&T Stadium. You've got the Cowboys looking to get back on track at one and three, and then really just trying to get on the track for the Giants as they come in at zero and four, needing Joe Judge's first win of his New York Giants tenure. I'm going to go first on this one. I'll make it easy on everybody once again. I I, I had the fake out the first couple weeks. I'm not doing any fake out. I think the Cowboys take care of business here. I think it might be a little bit closer early on. First three quarters, I think it's going to be a nerve-wracking first three quarters. I think the Cowboys stick with a lead, though, a short one. And then they pull away late to get their second win of the year. You get back to 2-3 and three and then have a long week ahead to where you can maybe take advantage of the Arizona Cardinals coming up on Monday Night Football. But I think the Cowboys here in Week 5 get a win. They get back to 2-3 and three and take down the Jason Garrett offensively-led Giants on the other side. Rob? Any any, any score proje- uh, projections? Oh, I'll do yeah. a score. Uh, 34-27. Oh, no, 34-24, oh, Let me do 24, 24, 24, 24. Yeah, thirty-four 10-point
4: win. Uh, I got – all right, I got about a 10-point win too. I'll go 30-21 Cowboys, 9-point win. I think it comes down to chunk plays for me. Can the Giants get anything going down the field to give them – put themselves in scoring position because they mm-hmm. have – their, their explosive plays are, are very, very low, and the Cowboys have the ability to do that on any given play. I think that, that, that leads to more wins than anything if you can take care of the ball. And so I think the, you know, the Cowboys just more explosive offensively, they're going to win this game.
3: Heckma. Yep. Who are you
0: going?
5: You going me? are yeah. you going Isaiah? You can go Isaiah. Isaiah Which can go.
3: He was, he was ready to go. Oh uh, Yeah, I just got Cowboys 42-17. Whoa, okay, so you think That's it's it. not even close. Wow! Yeah, is this,
5: if this is close, then we have bigger problems than we, than we think. Mm.
0: The defense is averaging, giving up, what, 38 points in the last three games. It doesn't look good. You have everybody in the national media laughing at you, tw- You know, questioning whether you have the heart to play this game. The defense has to stand up. They have to get it together. Offensively, just don't turn the ball over and be smart. The New York Giants haven't scored a touchdown since week two. I don't expect for them to get in rhythm here in AT&T Stadium. At least I hope they don't. So I'm predicting a score somewhere around the the 28 to 13. uh, But I, I believe that this is an easy win for the Dallas Cowboys.
3: That's true. I think it will be a lower scoring game than and, than really even we anticipated. I think 28-13 might be the closest thing that we see to the final score because uh, this defense for the Giants, pretty stout. They play together. They play fast. They play aggressive. The offense of the Cowboys, we know what they bring to the table. I think it'll kind of stifle each other out, but ultimately I think the Cowboys are a better team, and so does everybody as we go across the board picking Dallas on (laughs) Sunday. Once again, that one on CBS, Jim Nance and our boy Tony Romo on the call of that one. Hope you'll join us on Monday at 9.30. Win or lose, we'll break it all down for you. We'll party together if it's a win, or we'll really be uh, talking about hitting that panic button come Monday morning if it's a 1-4 and start for the Cowboys. However, that's going to do it here this week for Talking Cowboys. Glad you've been with us over the last five days. Special thanks to Chris Beam in the back. Special thanks to Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, and Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. Thanks for listening to Talking Cowboys.
2: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
1: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!